Now we're going to go on with this text in Romans 5. The, the part that goes from 12 to 21. Paul has to set this scene. Remember back in chapter 2 and 3, uh, actually at the end of 1 as well, liars, disrespectful of parents, pedestry, homosexuality, a mess. Now he's just spelling it all out. God revealed to the Jewish people that there is a source of this, you see. The, uh, that human being sinned. They sinned. And they lost all that grace, all that presence of the Holy Spirit, as the Orthodox would say, that held them together, body and soul and spirit. So, so then, I'm going to verse 18 now. As through one transgression there was for all men condemnation, so too through one just act there was for all men justification, which is life. Justification is life. God can't say, I declare you just and leave you in sin. God's word does what it signifies. So the declaration of the justification of the infant comes when that infant is baptized into the death of Christ, or the adult into the death of Christ. You see? So just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were constituted sinners, so too through the obedience of the one, the many will be constituted just. What a mystery. You could say, well, we're all somehow contained in the body of Adam because he's the only father around with his wife, so somehow... But how is it that Jesus, coming thousands of years later, can gather the whole human race up in himself? Because he is the word of God. And without him was made nothing that was made. And in him is life. And this is the word who became man. You see, if we start to take that formula for granted, we lose our sense of wonder. One of us is God. And he came and took on a human nature. And not, it's the human nature that Adam had, but not with Adam's privileges. He can suffer. He can be hungry. He can be mocked, laughed at, misunderstood, crucified. That couldn't happen to Adam until he sinned. So the, the humanity that he takes is the humanity of Adam. What a mercy. What a mercy. And so that's what he's talking about now, you see? So, through the transgression of one, of disobedience, which is the same thing. Do you notice, by the way, how this text oscillates between obedience and disobedience? Not mistake and non-mistake, or sin and non-sin. It's not sin in the abstract, like you get a parking ticket. It's disobedience to the Father. I never think of it that way. You do in the depth of your psyche, whether you know it or not. You've got to. Because that's the one who gives us the way to live. You see? When um, Eve saw the apple, saw the fruit of the tree of life to live forever, she saw that it was um, good to look at, nice to taste, and delightful to make man wise. You eat this, 
you'll know good and evil. Well, you can know good and evil one way. You can do what you want and say whether it's good or evil. You can determine. Satan's very clever in his words. So she ate and they ate and then did they know good and evil? Well, what are you going through? Yeah. Good and evil. And now the back is broken on evil. And even in this life, in suffering, just look at the saints and the mystics, transformed by unbelievable joy, even in this life. One of the mystics said, Lord, take it easy or I'll die. I can't, this is just too much. Or let me die. Let me go to heaven. That'd be great. That was Teresa of Avila said that, oh, let me suffer or let me die. Either let me be here like Jesus, carrying his suffering for the sake of the whole world and the whole body of Christ, or let's get out of here. What else are they to live for? That's Major League Ball. You know? So that's, she had the spirit of Jesus. But the law came along so that the transgressions might increase, and everybody could see their transgressions. But where sin increased, grace superabounded. So just as sin, big capital S again, reigned by means of death, so too grace might reign through justice unto eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And he ends every one of these sections with this, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now isn't this a mystery? How? All right, let's let's say, okay, you know, that first man sinned and ruined human nature. Because what was holding human nature into that level of virtue and immortality was the Holy Spirit. And now he turns back, so he fell, boom, down into sin. I mean, you just read the book of Genesis. What happens? Right away, right? Two sons, one kills the other. And then, uh, Lamech has that, any man strikes me, I'll strike him seven times. And then, finally, 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 goes, it's the, you watch the growth of sin in that, those first 11 chapters of Genesis. Until finally, what? The Tower of Babel. Organized attempt to do without God. Just what we're doing right now. Organized attempt to do without God. And what happens? They are so scattered, they don't even understand each other. Because each one is seeking his own. What happens in the church, if we could only be Christian, is it puts the Tower of Babel back together. How do I know that? What happened at Pentecost? Everybody heard those apostles speaking in their own language. Language was returned again to one that doesn't mean there's no more Bulgarian or no more Finnish or no more... No. But it means deeper than that. In love we can communicate. You see? So, uh, grace might reign through justice. Now, everybody knows what justice is by now. I've said it 5,000 times. But just in case somebody new is tuned in, I'll do it again. Justice is honoring the truth of every relationship. That's justice. So, if I owe you a hundred bucks and I don't pay it, that's injustice because there's a truth in that relationship that's not there. So, who is just? God. And only God. 
God honors the truth of every relationship. That's that overtone that John Paul II points out so biblically in the story of the prodigal son. The father runs out to take care of that boy. Why? Justice. That's his son. He has to honor the truth of that relationship. Get out of here, kid. I don't want to say that. That would be a sin against justice. Funny way to look at justice. Maybe, but that's God's way. That's what it means in the Bible. So God is just. And he makes just those who believe in Christ. He imparts again. And that's a huge, big debate. We'll probably get it straightened out one of these days. But um, I live by God's justice. I live by his fidelity to me. And if I live it out, then I honor the truth of every relationship. So somebody has really deeply offended me. What do I owe them? Forgiveness. That's justice. They have a right to it. Why? Because they're sinners like I am. So when the father ran out and put his arms around the boy, it's love, of course. But as Paul Pope points out, that's justice. That's his son. He's got to treat him that way. That's his son. Justice. So you see, they can use this word, the surakot Adonai, the just actions of God, meaning all the times that God frees his people in battle. Those are the surakot, the just acts of God, freeing his people. Why? Because he's honoring the truth of the covenant much more than we do. See, so we sin against justice. But God never does. And so that's why, see, justice has those... And one Western um, fella, Ambrosiaster, we don't know who his, what his real name was. Maybe they do by now. Ambrosiaster, we thought it was a- Ambrose for a while, but it's not. It's another guy. And he picked that up. Fidelity to his promises. St. Thomas gets it from Ambrosiaster. Justitia. What scared the bejeebas out of poor Luther was he didn't get it. I looked at my sin, I looked at the righteousness of God, I looked at the justice of God, and I was done for. There's got to be a way he imputes righteousness to me, or I won't make it. You don't get it, Luther. He doesn't impute, he gives. And that's metaphysics. So what was Luther's problem? He had a lousy metaphysics course. I mean that seriously. They were all nominalists in his day. And so, you see, just as sin reigned by, by means of death, because why does sin reign by means of death? What does it say in Hebrews 2.14? That he took on flesh and blood so that he could have the same as we are. Why? So that he might free us from the, the, from the fear of death, because it's by the fear of death that Satan holds the whole world in captivity. This is all I got is this life. I got to get another million dollars. I got to, you know. And, uh, no, you don't. You don't have to be afraid of that. I meet you in that. I died for you. And so I'm there with you. Uh, I just want to read that line. Um, always when you're trying to sort of find something fast, you don't. Okay. Um, and so as the uh, children share blood and flesh, so he, in the very same way, shared with them that through death he might render, um, he might he might uh, reduce to rien to uh, rien is French. 
He reduced to nothing the one who has the power over death. That is the devil. He reduces it because he went through death and broke his back. And so, that's justice. So how is Jesus just? He punishes all our sins. No! If, we're, if we die cut off from him, our sins that we drag with us to hell will be plenty enough for, for eternity. But if we die in his embrace, you see, it's justice that covers us. And more than covers, which was Luther's point, you see, um, that um, somehow we're covered by the justice of God. We, we can't have it. And that's a metaphysical problem of participation, but we can't get into that now, you see. So, uh, grace might reign through justice unto eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's the way Paul ends this section that he has to get through. See, 1 to 4, he's talked about uh, uh, the righteousness of God and so forth, you see. And now we're going to talk about the good news, okay? And the transition is first, chapter 4, the uh, example of Abraham. He believed God. And that's righteousness. Why? Because it's honoring the truth of the relationship. God speaks, you believe. That's justice, right? You don't say, I wonder if he really makes it. Does he really mean it? Oh, you know. Abraham sinned like that. God said to Abraham, Fear not, Abraham. Your reward will be very great. Meaning you're going to have children. You're going to have a son. And what does Abraham say? Yes, Lord, I understand. Eliasar will be my uh, will be my heir, which was the law of the day, my, my performance. God got mad. He said, not that one. I promised you. And I'm just. Come on out and count these stars. So that's what's going on here. So that grace, which is this word. Give away grace. Charis. Might reign through justice. God's justice given to us. Not painted on the outside. Dwelling in us. You see? Unto eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.